0: Hey, this is Jason Cass once again with the Grow Show. I'm back with uh, my host uh, Joey, uh, Joey Jingola, and uh, you guys are probably used to seeing him by now. Uh, for any of you guys who are watching live, which it looks like we've got a couple people, appreciate you. Um, remember to throw your questions in at any time that you want, and we'll do our best to bring them into the conversation. For all you listening on Agents Influence Podcast, thanks once again. You're going to get really, um, here's some awesome stuff today, so please be sure not to swerve off the road, and if you're running and jogging, please don't step in a pothole. I know a lot of people tell me that's how they listen to the podcast, so this has already been done in the past when you're listening to it now, but be sure to listen to it all because we're going to be discussing Websites 2015, Um, and this actually was not the original thing we were going to be doing, um, but I kind of threw it in there and changed it up just this week because a lot of the feedback I'm getting from agents uh, are kind of surrounding websites. So today, the way we're going to take it is, is usually we take a question out of the um, insurance inbound or inbound insurance marketing community for, for Google+, but we're not going to do that today. First of all, this is going to be our last growth show for 2014, um, and so we thought we'd do something a little different. So we're going to bring on, um, not only is Joey on here, which is, you know, that's pretty exceptional that you guys are getting Joey, uh, but then you're, we're also going to bring in uh, Chris Langill. Did I say that right, Chris? Yeah, close enough. I- I'll Langell. take it. I'll take it. Langill. Okay, it's a very tough one. Uh, guys, uh, yesterday I thought it was Chris Langilli. Okay, so I'm, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Okay? And uh, then we're also going to be on bringing on Ryan Hanley. And you can see uh, this right here. This is Chris. So, Chris, say hi. Hey, guys. And this is the one and only, Gola. Say hi.
1: Mr. Cass, it's always a pleasure.
0: And then we've also got Ryan Hanley that'll be coming on. Um, as you know, he's a very good friend of ours. He's a very good friend of Grow. He also knows a lot when it comes to websites, and his way of thinking is sometimes outside the box. Like you're also going to realize Chris's is, and you're also going to show. We're also going to show you some stuff that uh, Joey's doing um, and has created, which is really really awesome as well. We talked about it a couple of Grow shows ago, but we're probably going to go a little bit more in depth now that it's actually complete. Um, so uh, Ryan will be joining us. If you don't know and you don't follow uh, Ryan, he has the Duke. The Duke is his son, and he is watching the Duke today, so he's trying to put the Duke down, and once he gets him to sleep, he's going to try and run up to uh, his office and get on here. So hope the best, and uh, hope Duke's in a good mood so that he'll actually go to sleep. I've got two older ones, but I remember how that was. So what I want to start first talking about is there's a couple things, um, guys. Um, I wanna, here's, here's how I want to break down this show. I want to open it up and I want to give it to Joey and then I want to give it to Chris and I want to get your overview and your sights or on your thoughts on what the what a website 2015 should look like. What are the websites that should what should they be looking at? There's a lot of different things out there so I know we can't say, "Oh, you should be getting this." Please understand anybody watching this, anybody listening to this, I say this all the time. Insurance agencies are like fingerprints. There's there's not two that are the same. So the things that Chris is doing to help agents, he'll even probably tell you what the next agent wants and the next agent wants. There's some similarities but a lot of differences. And and we'll know that. So I don't expect you guys to like give some details, but what are some maybe some things that you're seeing for the future that um, that, that you that that you think. So I'm going to throw that to you guys in a minute if you guys want to prepare on things that you think are important for agents to know and think about for websites in twenty fifteen. I also want to break down, um, this is a big one here, guys, and I think you're, this is where I get my most questions, is mobile. Okay, mobile. We have mobile friendly, we have mobile ready, we have a mobile site, and then we have responsive. Now, there's probably even more out there, and maybe some of those are the same, but that's the mystery that we need to take a, a, a second to, to um, answer here for, for the listeners and for the viewers. Because I believe, if I'm correct, a mobile site versus a mobile-ready site versus a mobile site, those are completely different things. I don't know. Chris is going to tell us. Joey's going to tell us. Hopefully, Hanley can run in on that too. So that's something I want to hit on. And then the other thing I want to hit on it happens to do with I've seen a lot of touch-enabled stuff. And I just actually found out from Chris what that means, and I'm going to have him do a little explaining on that. So that's kind of, guys, and viewers and listeners, that's my rough outline that I have. And then I just want to just take whatever you guys say and expand on that. Does that sound fair, Joey? Yeah, that's good. Joe, Chris, that sound, sound fair? And Chris, yeah. keep in mind, um, anything you want to add outside of that, I'm just trying to give us a general roadmap, okay? Cool. All right, so Joey, you're, you're the one that's the host and gets paid to do this, so I'm going to start with you first. Just a joke, Joey makes no money off doing this. Um, and Joey, kind of tell us, you just got doing, done doing your website, um, really, really like it, you share it as its community, community, seriously, you know that I think that it's awesome. Um, when you were thinking about this and developing it, can you give us a couple of things that you were thinking about for 2015 and things maybe that you encountered that would help agents who are now starting to do this process?
1: Yeah, so first off, my favorite part of any grow show is uh, the number of questions that you ask me that I don't actually get to answer because I don't talk fast enough. That's my favorite part, I think, of the entire process. And I'm going to keep a running count from now on, I think, because there's quite a few. Um, but in all seriousness... Um, yeah, so, I mean... I and, and it'll be interesting to hear what Chris's thoughts are, because I kind of have mine, and, and I think Chris has his, and um, we'll try not to get into any fisticuffs or anything like that. So yeah. Um, I, I think they'll be. I think they'll be kind of along the similar lines here. But I think the most important thing to understand first is the website runs so much deeper than just the the, the kind of the on the surface. It, it kind of has to be intertwined with how you want to go about your business. Because if you are not dedicated to pr- you know providing that information, that content in that kind of open and transparent way, then your website isn't going to, that's not something that you're thinking about as, you know, so if you haven't dedicated yourself to this idea of, you know, this is how we're going to attract and approach and educate the people that we're trying to do business with, then your website outlook is going to be very different. And most of every insurance agency website that I look at today is pretty awful. And and, and I don't think it should be that way. And I think you know, so you have to first, I would say, make the decision to say to yourself, okay, um, we're going to completely dedicate ourselves to this process. When, when you kind of take it online, it's not, we're just going to put up this terribly ugly, you know, logo and this is what we do. We've been doing it since, you know, before the civil war and, uh, you know, and, and we've got a couple links to some businesses and and it's just something that is terribly outdated. Like, that's so many insurance agencies website and I hate it. And, um, I think that's I think that's the first thing. I mean, would you, I mean, would anybody care to disagree with me on that?
0: No, no, I think you're right, and I think sometimes, I think I initially said that I was starting on the surface, and I was, and this is important that you said deeper. Chris, Chris, any thoughts on what you think and what Joey said?
2: No, I mean, I totally agree. Um, you know, I would say 90 to 95% of the, the clients that I work with and the sites that I've seen, they look like the the, the sites were designed in like 1995, you know, it's just um, design is such an important factor in it in it all and the first impression that your website gives off is so important. And uh, a lot of agents, I guess don't realize that. And I've worked with some and you know they they show me their existing site and I'm like, I, I don't want to be rude to them, but you know I just say, look you know I, we can do a whole lot better than this." And they're like, well, we don't want to change it too much And I'm came <laughs> in my head, you need to change everything. Like you, you might even want to change the name of your of your agency. <laughs> Basically, it, you know, it's not just the website itself. It's, it's the overall branding um, that you present to, you know, a stranger or a prospect or even your existing clients because branding is such an important part of it. It's not just the website, but as Joey was saying, it, it, goes, it goes a lot deeper than just the aesthetics of the site. It's your brand and the experience that people have with your agency that really
0: is how you build trust with people. You, you, you are right about that. Joey, any thoughts?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, outside of using a much better word, aesthetics, than I came up with. So Chris, thank you for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, that's why he gets paid money to design these things, you know. Um, I mean, um, the other important thing, too, so once you've kind of, I think, again, before you even set out to you know, redesign your site, you have to know what you want to do with it and, and what you're going to need out of it. I think that's probably what we'll get into. But again, it runs so much deeper into the the core functioning of the agency. Um, one of the big things that that I'm 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 big on, and this this comes back to within your content and within the copy is 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 being able to you know like what Chris said, the branding, but at the same time, um, putting together a package where it is it isn't just that same boring like we do insurance and use all the stupid you know words that we like to toss out. It's 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 focusing on connecting with that person in a way that again, builds that trust as quickly as possible. And, and focusing on, on, on using words that are friendly and don't be afraid, like, oh, we're an insurance agency, so we've got to sound professional. That means you're right. not, That usually means you're sounding stupid, and I'm not going to be a fan of it. So.
0: Right, right. You know, I heard somebody say one time that content is king, but context is the emperor. So I, I do agree with that. That makes a lot of sense. And what do you think about that, Chris? No, I definitely believe that.
2: I mean, you know, like Joey said, it's... it's um, there's only, there's only so many ways that the average insurance agency explains themselves. You know, they usually say, you know, we're independent, we're local, we're family-owned. And the reality is you're not doing yourself really the, the favor that you might think you are by saying that because guess what, there's 150 other agencies within 50 miles of you that are saying the exact same thing. They have the exact same elevator speech as you do. And really, at the end of the day, you have to find a way to differentiate yourself and, as Joey said, try to find a way to, through the context of your content, connect with, uh, you know, prospects and, and clients. So it's not easy, but it's certainly something that, you know, people haven't taken the time to really, uh, I guess, hone in on because the easy thing to say is, you know, I'm an independent insurance agent. You know, our agency is family owned, our agency is local, and those are all good things, but when everybody has the same message, you're just, your background noise to everybody, so you really have to find a way to differentiate yourself.
0: Okay, let me ask you this then, I mean, and, I'll, and, I'll, and whichever one you guys want to take it, I mean, how do we differentiate ourselves? That's 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 the thing. Now, I know that once again, every agency is different, but you guys have any examples of way that you're differentiating yourself other than saying the customer experience, we're local, we're owned? I mean, do you guys have any examples of anything out there? Chris, Joey, which one?
1: Um, well, I'll hop in real quick, and then I'll, I'll let Chris go. I mean, the only – and I think we can probably do a better job at this, uh, so I, I don't say that we have it entirely figured out. I think, um, you know, that, that comes down to differentiation – that's probably not a word um, – <laughs> but it, it comes down to you know a customer experience and, and deciding who you want to work with but it's it's you you differentiate yourself by focusing on a specific set of people you know knowing exactly who you want to target okay. but That's good. the way that um you know I would consider us to be different from everybody else is is you know we basically put our entire at least I put my entire sales process out there for you to learn on your own like it's all there available you don't have to talk to me you can it, it, answer any question that you probably need and learn as much as you would need to as if you picked up the phone and talked to me and I do it in a way and I'm gonna tell you stuff that you would not expect an insurance agent to tell you just the honest truth of the companies that we represent and the you know the effects that that has on your health obviously your primary health insurance so your health insurance and that extends into hospitals um, and things like that so I've written articles like you know, how much does a knee replacement cost? You know, telling you the exact cost of, of of a service like that, or you know, bashing an insurance company for kicking a major hospital network out of network. Um, you know, those are the types of things that you're going to get from me. It's just, hey, wow, listen, that's good. That uh, is good. That does differentiate yourself. Yeah. Wow. I think I think that's I think that's the only way that I've. That's just natural to my personality. And uh, you know, I think, like I said, we could probably do a little bit better in that department. But I mean, for right now, it's just you're going to get just kind of the whole truth and nothing but the truth.
2: Chris? Yeah, I kind of piggyback off of what he said. I think as, as uh, agents and advisors, um, <clears throat> one of the easiest ways to differentiate yourself is to tell the client things that maybe the other agent is afraid to tell them, um, whether that be you know in, in, inside information on how the rates are set or whatever the case may be. I think that, not to say that that's a... Um, a cheap way out because it's not. However, I think a lot of, there's some agencies that sort of abuse that, um, you know, they might throw mud on another agency. Um, yeah. So that that is one way is to just basically just sell out for the client and tell them things that, you know, be brutally honest with them and basically spill your guts to them on, you know, hey, here's how much commission I get paid, you know, if you refer somebody to me or here's how much commission I get, like, Telling them that kind of stuff, and all of a sudden, you know, you kind of gain some trust. They they trust you a little bit more because you're being like overly honest with them. I think that's um, to to Joey's point. That's sort of to, to build on his point. Um, I, I think too in our in our industry, you know, um, customer service. It, it, it's crazy when you when you think of it this way, but because um, it's such an age- old business and it's such an age- old part of an agency is the customer service and how you treat your 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 customers and it's really sad that that is a differentiating factor um, nowadays in this industry but it really is. I mean, a lot of clients that I get you know they they just they came from another local independent agency you know and it wasn't necessarily the pricing, although that is a big sticking point obviously but um, it was the customer service that was kind of lacking. And so um, that's obviously another way to go about setting yourself apart from another agency. But, you know, I like to, I like to think that it's your, your overall brand that really sets you apart from somebody else. I mean, people, they buy from and they trust known entities and brands. Now, I can't tell you how many times I've presented an insurance carrier to somebody who is a thousand dollars less than in state farm. And they say, well, who the hell is Kemper? Yeah. You know, who's, who's encompass. And I'm like, you know, they, they really want to do business with a name that they're familiar with. And if if you don't have a brand, then you're falling into that trap as well, where it's going to be harder and harder and harder for you to separate yourself from the independent shop down the street, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that that is a very good key. I've actually experienced that before. And uh, Hanley is really big on the fact he was talking about State Farm grew five percent of eight million dollars in premium, which means a lot. People trust that brand, and and that that and it really does. It makes sense. Um, I think if you can master the personal brand over that brand, I think it's uh, you know per, it's tough because people trust those companies. They also do trust individual brands. So. I don't want to bring that back up because that was another hangout that we had. On, that was actually on Agency Nation's uh, hangout that we did a couple weeks ago on that trust and that brand. But here's the thing I got to say that I want to I wanna open it up to actual some examples if you guys can get ready. But, but Chris, I want to hit on something with you. Something that you um, opened up my eyes to that I really liked is you had the agency that you worked at. You had their agency page, but then you also had agentchris.com. Mm-hmm. and I really thought that was awesome because I thought to myself, like, wow, he's really, like, saying, we, here's who we are, saying, handle what Haley is saying, hey, that brand is important for that big company to make sure that people recognize you. But at the same time, you know, here's who I am because that's who you'll actually be doing business with. Now, I think you still have those two separated brands. Am I right? I do, yep. Yeah, you do. And is it agentchris.com, is it?
2: Yep, agentchris.com.
0: Okay, and, and then what was the other place that you work at? Or you can you give us that site or no? The, yeah, yeah.
2: So the other one is mswealth.net. So M is in Mary, S is in Sam, wealth.net. That's our uh, our our corporate site, our firm site. So just to give you a quick background, um, I work in a financial planning firm. So we do investment management, estate planning wills, trusts, uh, retirement income planning. We do all kinds of financial stuff, working predominantly with retirees. Okay. Um, within our firm, we have several different departments. We have a tax team. We have a lawyer who does estate planning. We have the CPAs that do, uh, and the AEs that do tax uh, planning and tax preparing. And then we have the insurance team, which is, is what I head up. And when I, when I say insurance team, really it's just a fancy way of saying it's me. I'm the, uh, the chief cook and bottle washer. But, uh, I love it. I, I wanted to separate myself from the, the overall firm because, um, well, for a couple reasons. Number one, like you just said a second ago, people are going to be doing business with me, so I need to build my authority, my personal brand um, as an independent agent because that's how I'm going to build people's trust. And at the end of the day, people are doing business with Market Street Wealth Management at the end of the day, they're also doing business with Chris Langell. So I need to uh, brand myself in that regard as well. And I would encourage any agent, even if you work for, you know, a captive uh, company to brand yourself because, you know, as an individual, you're the one who's making the machine go. You know what I mean?
0: Um, so I'm yeah. still in that same thing. We're redoing our website right now. Um, well, not right now, um, but we are. And – Every time we decide, every time the team grow decides they have time to make my website, we always get another one or two, and I get put in the back of the freaking bus. That's, wow. that's getting ready to change. Um, but but I'm going to do the same thing, Chris. I'm going to go with a JDC more of a, of a page. That's going to be where we're going to. Exactly what we're going to do there, I don't know yet. Because now when we separate it off, I want to have agentryan.com and agentjason.com, me and the two producers, and then. You know, Just as your thoughts, I'd like to know this. Where should we put our blog? Because we need to talk about that, and we need to move into that subject. But where, do I, where should we put our blog? Should we be blogging as individuals and then also an overall corporate blog? That's a lot of work. Should we both be writing blogs and just contributing both to just one blog? Do you have any thoughts? Or There's no right or wrong answers to everybody. To, and let me just say that, and I apologize. The screen should have been on me. There's no wrong or right answer here. Once again, it's all individual. But I want to hear what Chris's thoughts are. How should they do that blog if they have multiple sites?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, my my knee jerk reaction is to say uh, blog on the corporate site, um, especially if you're you know like a W two employee or it's a family owned business or you're really ingrained with that with that firm, is to blog on your um, on your corporate site. Now, with that being said, at, as we sit here today, we don't have a blog on our corporate site yet, and not because we don't want to, but because there's some compliance issues with FINRA and the SEC that we have to kind of work through. We have to be very careful about the content that we publish on our site. Makes sense. So for right now, we've kind of put that on the back burner. And so in lieu of that, I've been blogging on my own site when I have the time because, I, like Ryan, I have uh, young kids as well. So I have a five- and a two-year-old, both sons. So when I get home from work, I don't really have time to do any of this stuff, but I do have some articles up on agentchris.com. Um, right now, without doing barely any work at all, I mean, I, when I say any work, I mean, I probably have written like 12 articles on that site, and it's probably been live for about a year. Um, so there's a lot a lot of work that I could be doing, but it still right. gets probably about 500 unique hits a day. Uh, there's a couple articles on there that, that get a majority of the traffic, um, and, you know, if, if you do it the right way and you're good at copywriting and you're good at writing for, for search engines, um, you can get some really good traffic without doing anything out of the ordinary on the blog. So I've been kind of lucky in that way to, uh, uh, I, I guess maybe, I don't want to say the, the, be gifted in that way, but um, I spent a lot of time trying to curate my writing style so that I can do that, so I can get some search engine views
0: Without paying for AdWords or anything like that. Hey Chris, I'm going to jump this over to uh, Joey, and I want to, Joey, I want you to talk about the importance of a blog and some of the things you're doing. You've shown us some awesome hits that you've done, Chris. In the meantime, could you come up with one, two, or three simple SEO tips that somebody could do? That would be something that'd be easy and that they could do before we get off this. Okay, yep. I just think of those. I won't we'll put you on the spot. I'll give you some time. So okay. Joey, um. Joey, you guys have created a new website recently, and you have the one for your agency. Have you thought of maybe making your own, or do you have a strategy that wants you to have one? I'm curious.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, I mean, and I like that. I think I haven't really given it a ton of thought. I, I guess the way that I would I would kind of view that is, is I look at I I draw for references from everything outside of the insurance world, but I look at like uh, like um, baseball writers. Okay, so. Uh, people that write for MLB.com, they write their stories about the team, and then they actually have their own blogs that they write their more kind of personal takes on things. Interesting. Maybe that would be something that I would maybe look to say, like, okay, everybody is a subdomain of our of overall Jingola insurance. And um, then from there, I would, uh, you know, maybe have that as a space for people to kind of, it may be like an extended about us page with some content because I mean I I mean like now Chris is saying he's using his as the primary blog so cuz he you know they can't get and that's kinda like what Ryan did I believe if I if I know my Ryan Hanley history correctly uh, he started uh, you know writing on his own site before he would actually be allowed to start on the insurance agency site but you know ultimately you want to build that asset up of you know, whichever uh, whichever site you want to go to war with and you're, uh, you're you're not gonna leave so again if it's a family business um, you would probably, you know, unless you had very unpleasant Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners, you would, you're probably going to be at that company. Um, so I, I would probably lean more towards the corporate with the idea to play with the um, personal sites as, as, as a more, as a branding extension of, of getting to know that person a little bit more and, and to allow it to showcase um, maybe something uh, a little bit less related to insurance I don't know that that's okay, great so
0: so, so what'd be fair then is to say you know we could go either way there's no right or wrong answer but also to be fair I mean to to, to kind of help I mean I'm kind of looking at this I'm doing this right now for myself so all you listeners all you viewers I'm, I'm this is this is all me okay so if you're thinking about this you're in the same head as I am and I'm thinking maybe that Ryan and I for me and my and I'm talking about Ryan my, my producer not Ryan Hayley me and Ryan um, maybe have our own sites where we produce our own blogs, but maybe would be more of a personal nature, uh, more than a professional. So we would blend the professional in, but more of the things we're doing with our kids, the things we're doing in the community, the things we're doing as to help, self-help. You know, um, like a, you know, I'm at a class right now, CIC course or something, and then maybe keeping more of the coverages and more of the community. Also, I mean, obviously, it's going to overlap. But I'm thinking that maybe that coming together, because then you get the information, you get the corporate, you get the blah, blah, here's who we are, customer service experience, blah, 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 blah. But then you also get these two sides over here. And I believe that that's natural to me, guys, because right now, one of the most frustrating things that I have is that like everything I have to write a blog on, it has to go to my JDC blog page. And I hate it, because some of the stuff, in my opinion... It's cool that it's there, but it doesn't need to be there. I'll give you an example, the no-shave November. So I took pictures of myself throughout the month, and then I created a blog that I put onto my JDC INS site that I was like, man, I wish I had jasoncast.com, you know, because I would like to be creating this, this thing over here. It really doesn't have to do with JDC, so what I did is to make it part of JDC is I told other people if they posted their pictures Onto my Facebook page that I would pick the best one and I would give them thirty dollars, which was one dollar or thirty, yeah, one dollar for every day that they had the, the beard. And then that's the way I kind of brought it into JDC. But there's a lot of times I got to tell you I think about Hanley a lot and I think to myself, man, I wish I was like Hanley and I had my own URL. One of the things that we talked about, uh, I don't know, oh, that was on our mastermind call. Ooh, if you're not a mastermind, you missed a good one last Monday. One of the things that uh, Josh Lipstone talked about doing was going and buying your URL because um, and it, he's, he's having problems. He wants to make sure that he buys the URL for all the agents in his office. Whether or not he's got some elaborate plan I don't think really matters right now. I think what matters is, is someone owns JasonCast.com. It's a cat, he's a DJ out of, of Dallas. He's had the same website up that says coming soon. For the last eight years, and he will not give up that URL. And right now, he's charging me almost twenty-five hundred dollars just to get the URL. I'm not going to pay it. I'm thinking because he because he sent me an email a couple weeks ago and was kind of hinting to the fact that he might come less if I can get him down to five hundred to seven hundred fifty dollars. I'm buying it now. I know you, a lot of you guys, are thinking, "Oh my gosh, Cass." Well, I got jasondcast.com and that's not bad. But it's just, I want JasonCast.com, you know? So what I've done is is I've actually encouraged my sons to go and get all their emails, you know, GavinCast.com and Ryan RylandCast and all that kind of stuff like that. Um, I don't know if you guys have encountered that or if you guys have any had those same thoughts, but that's some of the stuff we're running into. You last
1: name, like Jingola, it's pretty easy to grab your name, so... <laughs> that, that is a very good point. And probably the same thing with you as well, Chris, huh?
2: Yeah, I haven't, I haven't had any issues. Uh, in fact, I had a realtor reach out to me to try to buy AgentChris.com uh, probably about six months ago. And um, what'd, you, just, what'd you say, Chris? What'd you say? I, I, you know, for a second, I wanted to mess with the guy, um, and you know, like tell him it was going to be like twenty grand or something. But I just said, no, I'm sorry, man. I'm 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 currently using this. I don't see myself, you know, giving this up anytime soon. But I was actually kind of surprised that uh, it was even available when I first
0: bought it. I am as well. I When I first saw it a long time ago, and you know, this may sound crazy, but like, there's a good chance, Chris, that if he gave you $20,000 for that over the next 30 years of your life, if you do the same types of stuff you're doing today and you're creating that demo, digital and social uh, image, that may have actually cost you more than $20,000 to give it up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely, man. That's important, dude. Your name, .com, dude. That is huge, you know? know. Uh-huh. I mean that is that is
1: ginormous. I, I do want to j- skip back real quick to something you said, uh, Jason, about the whole personal blogging approach, uh, using those those personal URLs. And there's there's an agent that does this pretty well. Um, you know him. His name is Nick Gann. He's a member of the inbound insurance community. He does he does really well with the personal blogging um, and and kind of he doesn't really. I don't know if he's ever really tried to tie it into the to the insurance thing. But I mean he blogs personally, and it's and it's brought him some business and. I think there's something to that approach. If you were to kind of, like I said, take that and and allow people to get to know you a little bit better in that avenue.
0: Nick Gann, G-A-N-N, part of the Gann Agency in Arkansas. He owns it. Joey, I'm so glad you bring this up because this cat, this guy has literally, I mean, I I am wowed by his his, um, stuff. He gets serious, and he's also funny, but he talks about being a stepdad. And and, and and to another child, and he talks about how he's, you know, it, it, I think the name of his blog is called um, Waking Up Without Hating Myself, I think is is the name of his blog. And it is so powerful when you read this stuff. I mean, seriously, I'm like, holy cow, the way that this guy is just pouring out his thoughts is unbelievable. And, uh, you know, but then he also did one funny. I, 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 I was telling, this is my opinion, one of the best he did. He said... Uh, why I, his the name of his blog was, the blog post was, why why I always hire big girls. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> and, when you read, and when you read the blog, it has nothing to do with being overweight. It has to do with the fact that these personalities of these women are bigger than life and all this stuff. But the heading, the, 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 the I was like, oh my God, I gotta read this. And I read it, and at the end, it is a Fabulous posts that he put out there. And he talks about the reason why he hires certain types of people he does. And and Joey, I think you hit it. He doesn't hardly ever steer along GAN agency. It's just, here's who I am. I got to say that probably of all the people that have listened to Ryan and what other people say and say, tell your story, this guy tells a story. And I think there's a lot of people that read his. I'm talking other insurance agents that read that blog and go, why would you be telling this to people? Yeah. You know why? Because it's some of the same similar stuff that you'd sit in the garage with your buddy and have a beer over. And that's the way we need to be blogging. That's the story that we need to be telling, not this other blah, 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 hey, here's how you get car insurance and blah, 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 blah. you know? I think that that's one of the main points. Anybody agree, disagree? Uh,
2: I totally agree. The, The other thing, too, is one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to separate myself was one of the sort of strategies that I do with my site is, I'll write an article and then I'll, I'll, through my Mailchimp account, send a link to it um, to my existing clients. And I check my statistics, and I usually get about a seventy percent open rate, which was pretty damn good.
0: Damn um, right, that's good. Not,
2: not to be like bragging or anything like that, but I mean, I'm, I'm. The reason why it's that good, though, is because I've been continuously touching on them. Um, and I try to only give them high-value content. So I'm not telling them what I ate for breakfast um, or anything like that. I'm giving them valuable information that they can use um, in bite-sized chunks. So um, I think sometimes people they get in, they fall into the habit of like oversharing, or they want to get all these. T- I've I've seen insurance uh, coaching, you know, coaches say you need to get six touches a month on your cut on your clients. No, no. <laughs> You, they're gonna hate you if you get six touches a month on them. I, I would hate you. Yeah, up. you just need to be strategic about what you're sending them, uh, when you're sending it to them, and uh, make sure that it's high value, high impact content. And when I do, when you do that, you're building your authority with them, you're building your brand with them, and you're building your trust with them. I've had people get my email about an article and forward it to one of their friends without me even asking them, and then their friend calls me and says, "Hey, can I get?" Can I get some quotes? I read your article. Now I, I wish that would happen more often, but the fact that it's happened, you know, three or four times is good enough for me and proof that it's actually working.
0: You know? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Because there's a lot of times people are listening to it or reading it, and they're still saying they're not they're they're not disregarding it, Chris. What they're just saying is, saying, right now is not the time. Right. A, I, I tell the story all the time because it's one of my favorites of the ten fifteen that I got. I got a guy. Who um, is reading my blog? That about an earthquake that happens on March 11th on a Friday in 2011, the one that happened the tsunami and then Japan and then you know all that stuff. And I thought to myself one Saturday morning, I thought, wow, how many people out there don't know that in their earthquake insurance in Southern Illinois they have a separate deductible than their normal deductible? I sat down, I wrote out a little blog. i had 30, 40 minutes. I had it posted to Facebook. Guy reads it. Didn't know it at the time. A lot of people read it. What's also amazing is is you'll get more reads on more current events than anything. If it's current, you're going to get a lot of opens and a lot of clicks. And uh, the guy clicks on it. I guess reads it. Whatever he signs up my email uh, capture. Starts getting my blogs. Guy calls me last year. Wants me to help him with his insurance. Uh, I fly down. I do it. And then it ends up being close to almost a fifteen thousand dollar account. Okay. The, the thing that I hate when people ask, and you're asking yourself this, or you've asked yourself during this conversation, or you've asked yourself this this week or this year, Mr. or Mrs. Agent out there listening to this, you're saying, what is the ROI? The reason why Chris, Joey, and me have a hard time telling you what the uh, uh, ROI is, is because, first of all, it's, it's almost impossible to tell exactly what came. We can track a lot of the stuff and see where it went and who, inter- and who intertwined with it, and we can get pretty close, way more close than the traditional. But the difference is is that this gentleman connected with something I did in 2011. It's 2014, and actually it was in 2013 when, when we did the business. We wrote it 2014 in February, but he contacted me in October of 2013. So it's just it's things like that that you just don't know. There's already a piece of content that Joey and Chris have put out that is getting ready to net them some business, and they just don't know about it.
1: I think that's. The, I think you made the important point. Is like that's that's the extreme call to action of. That's why you need to start like yesterday. You know, is is that's why you need to continually do that.
0: That's a good point. Uh, that's a good point, Joey.
1: But you know, I want to hop back to something Chris said, and I think this is really important too, because uh, when you start to talk about the whole personal blogging thing, and how it's going to get you business you always have to have a takeaway. There always has to be something that you kind of have in mind of somebody to take away from this. And like you said, if you're telling them what you ate for breakfast, it's not useful information. You need to be personal but useful at the same time. And that's what I think a lot of people tend to forget. They get caught up in Because it's emotional, I'm, I'm sure. I don't know. I mean, it's like eating like a bowl of ice cream and watching a Lifetime movie. You know, it's like something that you just get caught up in. And you need to, you need to kind of prevent yourself from, from letting that happen.
0: Yeah, you do. And, 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 and you know, d- for people to know that they had a separate earthquake deductible, that that's a useful thing. You know what I mean? That's something you may need to know. I mean, and then when I told them it's usually around fifteen to twenty percent of your home value, they really freaked out. They're thinking they got a thousand dollar deductible. This is a useful thing for them. That's why it got red. All right, so uh, Chris, let's move over into the next side. Let's get into some meat and yachts. Why don't you share your screen with uh, the the viewers and listeners? And once again, if you're a listener, go to our YouTube channel, Grow Program, and watch this. Um, show us what uh, your screen. Uh, what some of the websites or the website you're going to show us? Explain to us what it looks like and why you're doing
2: So this is our um, – can you see
0: this? Not yet. Now we can. Now we can, yes.
2: Okay. So this is our main firm site, um, mswealth.net. And our old one is. Oops, is this one which is actually still live. oh really yeah I'll show you the old one so this is the old site right here and this was um, some kind of template that our broker dealer kind of threw okay. together for us and you could tell that it's just very old-school um, yes it just doesn't look it doesn't look good um, you know, the content is there, but it's just, it looks dated. So, I I what yep. yeah, I wanted to kind of refresh it a little bit, give it a little bit more um, masculine, bold, and professional sort of feel. So I, I basically tore it down and rebuild it. And um, this is the, uh, the finished product right here. We're still waiting on a video. We uh, had some video shot out here about a month ago. It's not done yet, but our video will actually be right here. We have uh, our most recent uh, podcast episode, and we have a a radio show that we were doing here for about six months where we were on a local radio uh, station talking about financial stuff. I was on there a couple times talking about um, insurance stuff, but... um, you know, a site like this, though, just you—you know—all the agents that might be watching this right now. Um, I don't want to tell you how to design your site, but um, you're
1: going to tell them how to design their site. But I'm going to sure. tell you how to design
2: your yeah. site. But
0: the thing about it is, Chris, is they don't mind that. I mean, they have no clue, you know, and they've got—they've got right. they got 10 different people telling them ten different things.
2: Yeah, and I and I got a good question a couple of minutes ago from uh, Joshua Lipstone, and he basically said, "Hey, does a website that looks like it was built?" In 1995, hurt your uh, your search your search engine rankings. And the answer to the question is that Google and other search engines—they're indexing content, they're indexing words. They 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 don't know what your website looks like. You know, a a person does, but a search engine spider is crawling words and content and alt tags and all kinds of other stuff. So, um, okay. so the answer to that question is no. Your, your your design is not going to really hurt your rankings. If your content is good, if you're getting some links, um, if you're active with social media, you're going to show up in search um, for sure. But it, what, what is important is when you show up in search, somebody clicks on that link and goes to your website, and when your website looks like this, you know that could be a deal breaker for a lot of people because they might look at that and say, you know, I don't know. They might just be. If they have a, a, a designer's eye, they might. You might not have the same credibility, you know. As you should,
0: Chris. So, Chris, I, Chris, I, Chris, Chris, to, Chris. To help you on that, to elaborate that point is is that we are humans and we're very shallow. And I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just being real. Things that we do in the offline world happen on the online real. One of the things we have uh, a thing is is that if we don't know something or we don't uh, understand something then we immediately just don't like it. And and I think that there's a lot of people who meet people on a daily basis that just because maybe they're overweight or there's a bunch of shallow people in the world who think things based on first impressions. It's the way it is. So I think it's the same exact thing of what you're talking about here. Whether you like it or not, that first impression is what they're thinking of when they see your website.
2: Yep, yep. And that's such a big thing. I mean, if you um – Like you said, people are shallow, and I'm not going to lie. I mean, when you're a designer, you're extremely shallow when it comes to design. I mean, you almost become sort of like a – you know how people really, like, enjoy wine, and they're kind of like wine snobs? Right. Well, to the average person, I mean, if I picked up a glass of wine, I wouldn't know the difference between an $8 bottle of wine and a $300 bottle of wine. Neither would I. But there's some people who will turn their nose up at the $8 bottle of wine, and if they walk into your party – and you got eight dollar bottles of wine everywhere. You know they might not think the same of you.
1: You know, unfortunately, it's true.
2: Um,
1: can I hop in here real quick, Chris? I want to go back to something that you'd said and a question that Josh asked about the whole SEO thing and the and the obviously first impressions and it hurting your ranking. And I want to kind of clear this myth up for people too. If you're not blogging or if you don't have content up, if you've just got a traditional old school site, you know that is ugly, that is made in nineteen ninety five. I mean, the best you're going to rank for is, you know, insurance in your area and for your actual name. So people that basically already know who you are and are looking for you are the, really the only people that are going to find you in that regard. Chris, would I be wrong?
2: No, that, that's totally right, man. And like I always tell, I tell some of these clients that I get, I tell them, look, man, you already have a business card. You don't right. need a digital business card. That's not going to do you any good. You know, pe- people say, well, I can, get, I can get this website done for $1,000. Why would I use you, Chris? And I say, well, you know, what's it going to be? You know, the, the, if you're going to pay $1,000 for a business card, then so be it. I don't, I don't want to just hand you a website and tell you to have a nice day. You know, I want to hand you a online conversion engine and also show you how to use it to, like, the tool that it is. So that's the difference between, you know, hiring Joe Schmo to design your website as opposed to somebody who does uh, is, is very conscious of design and also working directly with insurance and, and uh, financial professionals. I'm not trying to plug myself here, but uh, sometimes people, they're comparing apples to oranges when they're looking at websites, and, you know, the first thing they kind of look at is almost like insurance, you know. I, I talked to an agent uh, about two weeks ago, and he's, he's, you know, asking me what would it cost to do a site. And I told them the number, and it was almost like when, when people are calling me for a quote on insurance, it's like the, the first thing they ask about or the first thing they care about is the price. And there's so much more that goes into insurance than what the price is. So it, it's you almost have part of your job as an agent is educating p- people that are ignorant to how insurance works. Same thing with being a designer. He- part of my job in that way is educating agents and other people in general, hey, look, here's how good design is going to help you um, not just from a, a branding standpoint, but you know, it's just going to make your your agency look a lot better. And like you said, Jason, people are shallow, and uh, it's important that, to look good and to look professional. Because as an independent agent, you know, we don't have the marketing dollars that Allstate or State Farm has. Our only credibility or our our lifeline to credibility or authority, if nothing else, is our website. You know right. what I mean? So and I it's think, important I think that, that that one entity looks great.
0: Absolutely, I mean it's it's our, it's our storefront. It is our storefront. That that is that is that is what it is. It is absolutely our storefront. And the fact that you would not spend that little of time on your. Um, on your business, if it was out there building out front, you'd be like, oh no, this just looks fine. We built this in 1974 and it's still good. No, you're constantly updating, you're constantly making it look better, you're trying to make new outsides, new insides, new plants, whatever. And 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 you know, does that have anything to do with how great you guys are as insurance agents? Probably, probably not, maybe, maybe not. But the point is, it makes someone look at the building and go, hey, this is a nice building. They take pride in themselves. They're new, they're updated. It's probably going to be the same type of service I get, so it's the same thing in the offline world, or in the online world. But here's what I want to go to, Chris, and I and I want to get your thoughts. I, want to get, I mean, you know, my our viewers tell us that they like better when we get controversial with each other and on those topics. That's an obvious thing, and I want to get controversial here right now because I want to down, and I'm not going to name their names, but there's a lot of companies out there that are taking advantage of agents. And what I mean by that, and if you're dealing with one of these companies, you'll know who I know. I, I call their system, Chris and, and Joey, proprietary, but maybe that's not exactly right. But what they do is is they'll come in and they'll say, hey, man, we'll host your website for cookie you. Cutter. What? Cookie cutter? Yes. And I'm not going to say there's nothing wrong necessarily with a cookie cutter. I mean, I'm not going to down that totally, but yes, in a way, cookie cutter. But they hold your site. They're the proprietary. I mean, and they always tell me, because I got into a big argument with a guy in New Mexico, a CEO CE of one of these companies. He says, oh, agents don't want to deal with their site. That's true. And he says, but here's the thing. if, if uh, The reason why we build it on this type of platform is because if we need to make a change, we can make one change, and it does it on all the insurance agency sites. And I said, yeah, but how's that benefiting the agent in this realm, in this realm, in this realm, in this realm? And the guy looked right at me and goes, agents don't care about that. We're just giving them what they want. Now, this is a company that is a huge time player in the in the arena. And I've heard multiple say similar type of things, but this CEO straight up came out and said that. And I mean, I've got some of my good friends calling me and saying, hey, this company says that they want to go. They want," And I'm just sitting there like, dude. I mean, one of my friends, I literally almost told him because I like him so much that I would almost literally design his website almost for free. If he would not go with this place, because I'm so against the way that they're doing, it. and they're fooling agents and they're setting them up for failure, and then and then they're controlling their they're controlling everything about the site, it gives the agent to have no control over anything. And I believe that that model is something they're going to have to strive from, because the agents who don't want to do anything and don't want to create create good content are not going to be here in the future, and these companies who only want to have the cookie cutter are going to be in trouble. Okay, I'm done. Ran over. I dropped the mic. Exit left. <laughs> Well, uh, Chris, give me your thoughts.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely true that, um, you know, a large percentage of agents, especially the, the, the veterans in our business, um, you know, they don't want and they don't know how. They're not really technically savvy enough to, to do all this, and it's one of the reasons why they don't see the value in it. Um, you know, at the same time, I do think there's something to be said about ease of use, for the agent, you know, to some of these companies, I think what they want to do is make it as easy as possible for the agency to create content and they'll take care of the rest. And I get that part of it. Um, But yeah, I mean, anytime you're locked into any kind of proprietary platform um, and I'll, I'll I'll give you a quick example. And and this might be controversial, controversial as well. Um, Bring it.
0: Just don't say any names. Bring it.
2: (laughs) You guys are probably aware of, um, of Rainmaker through Copyblogger Media, correct. And um, Rainmaker, obviously, um, the the sort of the model that they're they're mimicking in in a way is HubSpot, um, and they're both proprietary models. So um, I tried out Rainmaker. I know a couple people that are running sites on there. I think Joey, you run your site on it.
1: I run it on both Rainmaker and HubSpot. So we, yeah. we're gonna get we're gonna get down and dirty here in a second, real okay. quick. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> really get down and dirty. So
2: I, I um I certainly see the value in that for a lot of people to to be in a system like that where, you know, everything is done behind one closed door and, you know, your your dashboard is right here and everything else is right here in front of you. Um, Me personally, I I mean, because I guess I know how to do all this stuff on my own, I I tend to to sort of stray from something that's, you know, quote, proprietary. Um, But I do see the value in it for a lot of agents that don't know, how to manage this stuff I mean uh, Rainmaker uh, I'm not I can't say I'm the biggest fan of it but that's me I mean I know a lot of people that love it I think um, Ryan is, is in the process of trying to move his site to Rainmaker Are you uh, serious? Uh oh! I, I just dropped a bomb on here. I think. Well, he, I
0: mean, well, the thing is, is, I I don't like him. We tried to develop one for a client, and it was way too restrictive. We could not do half the things we wanted to do, and we we kicked it out like within two weeks. So I it's curious. I didn't know I didn't know Joey was on it. So we're getting ready to get some good ratings here.
2: Yeah, but um, I I do see the value in it. But yeah, I mean. And I'm only using them as an example. I I think I know the companies that you're you're talking about in our space that are trying to do that. Yes. Um, and you know I'm not going to lie. I mean I'm I'm working on a program right now or a platform right now that 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 lends itself to a similar model. Um, although nothing is proprietary. We we are just hosting the site, providing people with um, marketing consulting and a, and a website. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know. Um, I see the value in it, but it's not something that I'm a, I'm a biggest fan of.
0: No, I'm not. Okay, Joey, open it up. Well, well, before you go, Joey, I want everybody to know we're not here to down Rainmaker or, or, or HubSpot. They are no, good. No. Not at all. Yeah, and a lot of people use them. That's not what we're here to do, but we're here to post many, many
1: viewpoints. Joey. So, yeah, so I use both for two separate sites, which is a very important distinction. So, I use okay. HubSpot for our agency website. We've been with them for about two and a half years now. Um, And I use Rainmaker for the other thing that I do on the site called Fearlessly Questioning for those who aren't familiar with it. So it's fearlesslyquestioning.com. That is a Rainmaker site. Okay. Um, And I've written a huge comparison review between the two companies, actually. So it's just, if you want to Google, you know, uh, Rainmaker review or HubSpot versus Rainmaker, you will find that. And it just breaks both of them down side by side. So without regurgitating that entire thing, you know, there's that for you to kind of take in. But um, I get the proprietary paranoia. I guess, to some extent, and I, I, I do sympathize with that. But at the same time, I feel we do that in in the sense of we often sacrifice what is our biggest asset being individual agents or independent agents is time. And we need to be as effective and efficient with these, these tools as we possibly can. And that's why I turn to these systems that are kind of more... Uh, systems, I guess you know they have it already down pat. I mean, I would not be here today with you on this hangout had I not been a HubSpot customer. I mean, maybe I would have figured it out, but I mean, from what they taught, they have a whole team, like literally ten people. It's called their HubSpot Academy that just teach you how to use their tools and more importantly, inbound marketing. And um, you know that's where I started to get serious about this stuff. And and and, and uh, I think um, the flexibility and the ease of use. Um, is is what attracts me to them. Now, there obviously comes with a price tag, and if you can, you know, afford that, especially with where some prices have gone for some companies, that's the biggest kicker for most agents. Um, yeah, but I do want to say one thing to you guys. had mentioned, you know, agents saying they don't want to deal with their websites. I think it's that's half of it. They don't want to deal with it, but they also don't want to pay somebody to deal with it, and that's the problem. Is if you're not going to take the time to learn to do it yourself, then you're going to have to pay somebody to do it. Great point. We'll have it both ways, and and you're going to need somebody somewhere dealing with your website. If you don't, then you will, again, like what Jason said, we will not, you will not be part of us much longer. So just deal with that fact and let it sink in. Right,
0: right. That, that is a very good point. There is a very good point. And i got to tell you, like, the guys that I'm, there are two or three people I'm talking about in our industry, I would not have compared with Hub, HubSpot. So I think we compare them by terminology of proprietary, but I think that HubSpot is good, and I know many people who use it very effectively. Um, but some of the companies we're doing are literally taking everything out of the agent's hand. Oh, pay me and give me a thousand dollars. Pay me hundred and fifty dollars a month, and we take care of everything. You know, and, and I just think that I think it gives them little control. Um, I have dealt with an agent that we're helping right now and redoing their website. They're coming from one of these companies, and the guy didn't want to do it because he just had redone his website like a month and a year and a half ago. And I gave him five things. I said, ask me if you can do this. Ask me to do this, 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 this. It's not saying that, hey, I can and you can't. It's just these are five things that over the next year or two of your life you're going to want to do. You know, you're know, you going to want to do these things, and I just want you to know up front, you're going to have a hard time doing that. But what Joey says is important. Just because you do business with Grow doesn't mean that at a later time when you do that, you're going to have to either do it yourself or pay us to do it, which is just not one time, and then we fix it as many times as we want for you. So I think there is a and Joey, that was a really, really good point that you just said right there. And uh I think that's good. Uh Chris, I want to kick it back to you. We need to wrap this thing up really quick. But Chris, can you give us a couple SEO tips that someone could do out there? And and don't make them so simple. Just, just give us a couple SEO tips that you find valuable. Alright,
2: so the first one's gonna be um aside from having a an awesome looking website, is to <clears throat> write awesome headlines. Um I have a couple articles on my site right now that get a lot of traffic um, based on the headline alone. So a headline is, you know, 90% of the reason why somebody reads your article is 90% of the reason why somebody doesn't read your article. Um, so you need to write awesome headlines because when people are searching in Google, um, they're typing in phrases. They're usually typing in questions. So think about uh, have, the, have the searcher in mind when you're writing your headline. Number two is um, make sure that you're interlinking in your site. You have to link from one article to another. Keep people diving deeper within your content of your site.
0: That's good, that's good. Um,
2: And make sure that when you're interlinking that you're using strong anchor text. Number three is try to get as many inbound links as you possibly can. And it's not easy to do that, but I'm going to let you in on a little secret and I'm going to keep it real with you guys, is that you can read all these SEO manuals. You can read all these uh, articles online. You can use the WordPress SEO plugin by Yoast. There's one thing, and maybe one thing only, that Google really cares about. They put the most weight on links. They care about links. Link building is how you rank In search so all the other stuff that you guys hear about seo copywriting content all that stuff i'm not saying it's not true but the website that has one blog article with 50 links is going to rank higher than the website that has a thousand articles and two links so
0: so you're talking links you're talking someone linking to their website Correct. Do we get any? Do we get any SEO juice from linking from our website to another authoritative website? A little bit, but not nearly as much as when they link to you. Okay. And you're saying that um, that internally linking your your content and stuff is a, is a strong thing as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Because it keeps pe- it's good for on-page SEO. It keeps people diving deeper and deeper into your content of your site. I remember a guy, real quick, I'll tell you this. I know you're trying to wrap this up. Okay, There's go a guy, guy named John Saddington who um, was sort of like a mentor for, to me in, in a way. And he used to have a blog called Tent Blogger, right? And uh, I learned pretty much all of my knowledge from him. This is going back probably five years ago, four or five years ago. And I remember I would put I had his blog in my favorites, like in my bookmarks, and I would read his blog every day, and I always remembered thinking to myself, damn, I've been on this website for like two hours. And he was just so clever about how he linked his articles together. You know, before I knew it, I had like five tabs open because I, I linked open an article that I didn't want to close before reading. So you can really, uh, you know, really impact your uh, your on-page SEO by linking and also Decrease your bounce rate, which is really big, especially if you're trying to sell advertising on your site for some reason.
0: Okay, and um, so, I mean, one of the hardest things, and if you don't have any tips right off the top of your head, how do we get those inbound links?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the that's a $64,000 question. Um, so there's two ways to get links, white hat and black hat. White hat is writing awesome content, having a podcast, doing all that stuff. And hoping and praying that when you share it on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever, hoping and praying that people click back to your site. Um, you could also reach out to uh, local businesses. You could reach out to Insurance Journal. You could reach out to Insurance News, uh, Insurance News Net. You could reach out to um, what's the other uh, publication? What do you mean, why would I reach out to them? They'll they'll link to my site. Ask them if you can guest post on their site.
1: Ah,
0: dude, didn't think of that. Okay. You're going to get get
2: links back to your site from a highly authoritative uh, site, um, which is huge because, you know, incoming links, I'm telling you, above all else, that's what is going to rank your site, you know. Um,
0: Okay, makes sense. Okay, and we've always heard that about Google, but even through all the little algorithm changes and the major ones, that's one you're saying that has still come through as being one of the big, big things.
2: It'll ne- and it'll never change, man. Um, a lot of those algorithm changes have to do with, um, the, like a lot of a lot of the stuff people were doing back in like the two, early 2000s, where they were jamming um, key, keywords um, into the meta tag of the head of their site. You obviously can't. That's been long gone. Right. But a lot, some of the other uh, changes. Um, were impacting duplicate contact duplicate content as well as um, long tail key phrases so uh, Google is now putting a higher value on long tail keywords not necessarily just jamming a bunch of keywords into one paragraph but they want uh, natural content and that's what they put a higher value on okay. um, before we get off the subject I'll tell you real quick about the black hat method okay, okay. which is something, uh, something called spamming And spamming is very difficult to do. There's probably a thousand people in the whole world, if that, that are really, really good at it. And those people are probably all millionaires because they can charge 10 grand a month for their services. Wow. Spamming still works. So no matter what you read on Search Engine Journal or whatever you read on Moz or any of these sites, I personally know one of those thousand people um, and I have seen results. Um, so I know that it still works. Google, they don't want to tell you exactly what they put the most weight on because they don't want people figuring out and gaming their algorithm. So there's, you know, there's always going to be that unknown of what they really put a value on. But um, let's just say links is what they really care about.
0: Dude, that, that that's awesome stuff. Um, I appreciate you coming on, Chris. I think uh, you are a huge value to our listeners. Um, this is uh, this was really really good stuff. I mean, I, I, I think you may agree, Joey, that um, that uh, we give a lot away, a lot of juice and a lot of meat, but this one was kind of loaded with it. You know what I mean? I mean, there's there's some stuff, especially in those last 20, 30 minutes, that you could really take away from if you're trying to have website 2015.
1: Well, we've only got so much juice and meat between the two of us to go around, so we needed to bring more. Yeah, we, we, had,
0: <laughs> we, had, we had to bring Big Sexy in over there. I <laughs> so, uh, so anyways, hey, to all you guys out there, um, I want to let you know that, um, as I said, this is 20, uh, 2014, last growth show that, that we're going to have. Uh, you're going you're gonna to start seeing a lot of different things. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this, you're obviously part of the growth community. Um, whether you're a paying member in some of the products or some of the services that we offer, or maybe you just take all of our free products in the podcast, the grow show, the library, whatever it could be, it doesn't really matter. I just want you to know that other people in the community appreciate you. And they appreciate you because without you and your commitment, your involvement, your push to better your agency, which makes the agent down the road want to better his agency, which makes the agents in the whole town want to better their agency – which then they can start sharing their secrets to better the industry. When I put this all together and it was me and a handful of other people, that's what we were all about. We're about creating a a, a community and creating a format in a place that somebody can go to get help. And we just and it's just I never wanted it to be about Jason Cass. I wanted it to be about all the other agents that are being successful. I've always tried to create a platform for you and for other agents to stand on to be heard above the noise. This is not about me. This is not about Joey, and this is not about Chris. We're doing everything we can to tell you what we've done, what we've seen work, what we've seen have it work. doesn't mean it may or may not work in your place. But know that the point is we're committed to making our agencies better, which makes our industry better, makes our families better, and in the end, it makes us more healthy mentally and physically. And so that's important. I mean, you, by being a part of GROW, You're just not part of some community to try and better your business. There's a whole lot more going on there, and I appreciate you taking the time. I also want you to know that you're going to start noticing some different things that are going to be coming out from Joey and I starting next year. Uh, Joey and I are, are in a long planning session right now to do something different, and I want to just kind of let you know, and this is the first time I've really said this. I really believe, well, actually I said it on the Mastermind call Monday, but I really believe that we've failed. I believe that Grow has failed. I believe that uh, I can't say Chris and his new company because he's, uh, he's been doing it for a while behind the scenes, but he's just now really coming out there under his own name. Um, I believe that a lot of people like Grow. I'm going to say TrustedChoice.com. I'm going to say Agency Revolution, Astonish Results, Agencies Online. I'm going to say them all. They failed. And why we have failed is because we have done everything we can to give people the tools. Let me let me let me throw an analogy out there for you in this. What we have done right now, in, in the last two to three to four years, as we as people doing this as digital and social agents, whatever you want to call us, in our agency, just trying to um, communicate to the to the consumer of today. We give you tell you show you how to use Facebook. We show you how to use LinkedIn, YouTube, Google Plus. We tell you how to do this, how to blog, how to email market, and all that. If I told you, if you're in New York and I told you to drive to L.A., and I gave you a car, and I gave you the keys, and I gave you gas, and I gave you some money to eat on the way and said, go on, boy, get it. That's what we've done. That's what we've done. We didn't give you the map. You, you have no idea where you're going. You're, you're brand new to this territory, and we told you just to take a 2,500-mile a trip that you have no idea how to get there. That's where we failed. And so the, one of the missions of GROW, and I'm going to help push every other organization to do the same thing to help you, is what we're going to do is we're going to start connecting those dots. We're going to give you the car, the keys, the money, and the food, but we're also going to give you the map, and we're going to show you here's how you get from New York to, to Los Angeles, and here's the great thing about it. There's many ways to get from New York to Los Angeles. There's no one way. When Jason says, here's the way I go, you might want to start heading that direction like west because you've got to go west to get there. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you've got to go straight there. And that's what the mission of GROW is for the year 2015. We want to connect the dots. We want to give you the strategy. We want to tell you, here's how you're going to do it. And in the meantime, when you're driving, here's the car. Here's how to use Facebook. Here's the keys. Here's how to use LinkedIn. Here's here's the food. Here's how to blog. That's going to get you there. That's the GROW mission of 2015. And I want you to talk to everybody that you know out there because that's what they need to be telling you. Everybody can tell you how to use the tools, but no one's telling you how to get to Los Angeles. We're going to show you how to get to Los Angeles. You're going to see some stuff coming out from Joey and I. where We're going to try and start to elaborate on that. And that's the mission of Joe 2015. I'm going to close out by saying that. And uh, Joey for it being the the final new, uh, end of the year last, last show.
1: Um, I tried really quickly to pull my church choir out of the closet to like kinda scream Amen when you were done with that. That was pretty empowering stuff. But uh I yeah, couldn't get him here fast enough. Well they I'm not you gonna mean. say I'm not gonna say much more because I know you need to go eat lunch. And if I've learned one thing about Jason Cass is the dude needs his lunch, so I'm not gonna delay this thing any further. It'll just be <laughs> bad for everybody.
0: Man, it is so funny that you know me that well. Chris, you got anything you want to close out with, man?
2: Yeah. Uh <laughs> No, I'm good, man. I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. You guys are doing awesome stuff, man, and I uh, hope you both have an awesome 2015 and all the people watching, too, man. Best of business and best of luck in uh, 2015. Chris, where can they
0: find you? Where can they find you?
2: Uh, you can find me in a bunch of different places. Uh, my, my personal, well, my my agent website is obviously agentchris.com. Um I would probably, I would probably leave it to that right now. I don't want to send you on a wild goose hunt, but I'm all over the internet. You are, and you're also
0: building some stuff that you probably don't want to let out of the closet yet. So I got yeah, you. I, I, I got you let that out
2: of the bag. Yeah, that's for a future
0: episode, maybe. Yeah, I hope it is. I hope it is. And Joey, um, how do people get a hold of you? This could be the first time someone's listening.
1: Uh, I mean, you can email me uh, in multiple ways, just joey at jingolainsurance.com. If you have direct questions, that'll work. Um, But if you want to get into my mind about all this kind of stuff that we talk about, fearlesslyquestioning.com is probably the place to go.
0: Fearlesslyquestioning.com. You can also, if you didn't get any of this, you you can just comment right on the Grow site, and we'll get Joey or we'll get Chris hooked up with you. We're all about helping you, and we appreciate you helping us by being a part of this community. This has been the Grow Show, the final one for 2014. Look forward to 2015. Set those goals and achieve them, baby. Set those goals and achieve them. We're out.